Hello everyone, and welcome to Visalia Unified's Equity and Student Services Department. On this podcast, we will be talking with educators, support providers, and administrators on how they incorporate equity and SEL into today's educational system. Good. How about you, Scott? I'm good. Hey, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem. No problem. Thank you for having me. All righty. So, uh, as you know, this is part of our uh, student and equity and student services department. We're just doing a little mm-hmm. podcast, interviewing teachers here. So, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe where you're from, what your position is, where you work, and then how long you've been in education. Oh, awesome. Thank you. So, uh, I was born in Bakersfield, Um Big shout out to Buck Owens and Dwight Yoakum for that one right there. <laughs> I was raised in Richrove, which is by Delano. And in many regards, Richrove is sort of like Ivanhoe, you know, some uh, very small you know, community. Graduated Delano High School in 1999. Got degrees from CSU Bakersfield and CSU Fresno. I currently work at Golden West High School. I work there as a world history teacher in AP psychology. Um, I've been in education since 2005, minus the one year I took off to get my uh, special ed credential. So I've been in education since 2005 and at Golden West since 2009. Awesome. Hey, so you said special education. How long did you uh, teach that or were you involved in that? I was a sped teacher for five years at uh, Golden West. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're probably a little bit familiar then with uh, social emotional learning then. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. So <laughs> yeah. So what we're looking for here is just kind of asking some questions. So what – how has – equity and SEL, which is social emotional learning, how has that impacted you as far as like a daily or weekly routine with your students? Well, one of the things that I started learning early on is that in order to be able to reach the students and to maximize the learning of the students, um, you had to be able to build relationships with the students and be able to read their emotions. Um, a student who is going through a bad breakup or a student who's, uh, I don't know, having some sort of issues fitting in at school, um, isn't really going to want to learn about the French Revolution. You know, they're like, I don't care about that. So what it is, is that you have to build a relationship with the students and demonstrate to them that there's a caring adult in their life. And um, that goes a long way for a lot of students. Because when the students like you, even just a little bit, they're more likely to actually do the work in class and actually learn. So you have to pay attention to those. You can't be just a talking head in front of the class and Mr. Disciplinarian with a ruler either. You know? But I'm not saying be Mr. Softer like Barney from the 1990s either. So, so, you, so kind of yeah. find, a, find a balance? Yeah, and I know for a lot of um, males and a lot of older teachers, it's – we're like, oh, I don't want to be all lovey-dovey and all that. It's just weird, you know? But at the same time, you you want to do your job as efficiently as possible and as well as possible. So part of the job is developing relationships and just being able to read people and their emotions. Right. You know, sometimes all it takes for you to tell somebody, hey, how are you doing? And like, well, I'm doing fine. And then you, when you can tell, like, no, you're not really doing fine. What's going on? Like, tell me. No, I'm fine. Are you sure? Well, this and that. So I had a student last year who, you know, I, I did that to, I asked her of those. 
And she told me, she told me, oh, my mom is in prison and I'm having issues, this and that. And for the rest of the school year, she would bring me candies, <laughs> treats as a thank you. She even wrote me a note. And I mean, she went from like an F to at least a D minus in the class. So I mean, she was passing. So yeah, yeah. it just shows, shows how much of an impact you even asking or even caring does in, a, in, in the job. So let me ask you this. Are you finding that through distance learning, you're still able to build those relationships? And if, and if that's the case, you know, how, how are you doing that? Well, distance learning has put, has made that very difficult. Um, I only have the students twice a week. And then on top of that, sometimes they're not able to share their screens with me because sometimes they don't want to. I try to build in those kinds of um, routines, but it's very hard. You know, I always carve out time in, in the, in the session that we have to not just do academic stuff, but like I told the students, um, you just got to connect as human beings. You know, COVID took that away from us, the ability to hang out with each other. And for a lot of kids, the whole, the whole purpose of going to school was interacting with their, other people, with their right. peers. Right. So I try to just talk about food. I <laughs> ask them how their weekend is. Just I, I, I throw a lot of dad jokes out there to the kids just to make them laugh, just to try to build that rapport. It might be till the end of the academic school year that I get it back. Usually it would be by the middle of the first semester, but I'll try. I'll keep trying. So is it safe to say that the distance learning will, will probably happen as far as building relationships? It just might take a little longer. Is that safe to say? You know what? I think you are correct because the students uh, spend a lot of their time on the screens as opposed to us adults who don't like spending a lot of time in front of the screens, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So they're sort of used to... Uh, in, in, um, they're used to being in that kind of environment and that kind of world. That's where they live. So I guess for us adults, we just have to go there and just try to build something there with them. So it sounds like you have actually seen an impact of SEL in your classroom over the years. You've seen it, yeah. you've seen it be effective. What's probably yeah. one or two points that you, that just kind of blare at you like, yeah, this, this really was a good, a good thing that you implemented and it worked out well. Um, talking about food, <laughs> it sounds very <laughs> cheesy, but everybody has to eat and we all eat. Right. And, um, especially with my fourth grade class, in the previous school years, when we we're, uh, this, uh, teaching face to face, um, we're all hungry. So I would, at the last five minutes of class, I always like using my last five minutes of class to just talk with the students, you know, just to build relationships with them and obviously review the stuff before they left out the door too. But I would put videos of food and students be like, no, that's nasty. I like this. I like that. And everybody just started like, oh, that's good. And everybody would just start talking about food. And that was a really good way to go because everyone eats. So, right. you know. So finding food. that good common ground somewhere. Yeah, the common yeah. ground, like you said, Scott. Yeah. Cool. Hey, so listen, with that being said, um, now you've been teaching again quite a while. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give any educator, whether somebody who's brand new or somebody who's been around as long as you know we have? What advice mm -hmm. would you give them with regards to equity and SEL in the classroom? I would say it takes time to develop. It does not develop overnight. Take small little steps, you know. Um, share not anything very too personal with the students. You don't want to go too far either, you know. But share stories about your life like, oh, this is my kid. Oh, this weekend I had a barbecue or this and that. And just try to build a relationship with the students. Because remember, 
they're human beings too, just like us, even though, you know, they're younger, more immature, but just try to put yourself in their shoes. You know, can you imagine if you had a teacher at our, at your age, when you're, when they were younger at their age and they talked to you the way you wanted to be talked, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So just, just be, just put at that point. Let's just think about that way. How would you want to be treated if you were a 15 year old kid in high school? So uh, obviously I would have want to be talk to like, like, you know, a mentor. So just right. put it that way. Yeah. That's Start good, small. That's a good Start way to put small. it. Yeah. Do you, can you recall a time where you felt like uh, that was done for you as a student when you were a student? You know what? No, never at all. Um, I guess back in the late 20th century, when I was going through education, it wasn't really um, a thing to worry about too much. You know, uh, I think the way um, classrooms are managed now, the way I see it, back in the 20th century is more you do this because I tell you to, you know? Right. And now, and now it's changed because the students will do the things for us because if they have a relationship with you and if they like you, I you know, absolutely. So absolutely. it's different. It's different. It's 21st century, not 20, <laughs> not the 20th century anymore. So it's a good thing we changed with the times. Yeah. If we didn't change, the students wouldn't learn. And that means we wouldn't be doing our job effectively. Good so point. we want to do, if we want to do our job, right. I'm not saying become a 1960s hippie and saying, oh, I love this and that. No, I'm not saying that. But just like you alluded to earlier, Scott, find the balance. Find what works for you. If you're a male guy who's very tough and all that and, and has the, what as they call the RBF, find different ways to make connections with the students, you know. So just find your niche. Yeah. And it, and it won't happen overnight, man. Just, it, just keep, just keep uh, figuring it out. I got you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So – we, like I said, we try to keep this this kind of to the point. Um, is there anything else that you might want to share with us? Um, maybe it's it's it has to do with SEL or it has to do with just teaching in general. Is there anything you would like to share with the audience about education and being an educator yourself? Well, ask yourself, why did you become an educator? So that's the biggest question. Ask yourself, why you do this job? Um, if To be honest, I'll, I'll express why. For me, I mean, I didn't uh, go into this job because I wanted to make a lot of money. <laughs> if I really <laughs> want to make a lot of money, I would have gone to some other career, right? Yeah. Um, let let that purpose of why you got into education guide you in your job, you know, especially the way we're going now. Um, for me, the way I see education, it's me influencing the future. Even if it's just here locally, I will leave that memory um, in, for a lifetime and other students. They'll be their lives will forever be affected by that amount of time they spent with me. So when I think about that, it makes me more determined to try to make connections with the students and teach them as best as I can. So that's what I would say. Good. Fantastic. Like that, like that take on that. So it's Thank a you. tough question sometimes. I think people have to ask themselves, but it's, it's one I think is much needed. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Appreciate I agree. for sharing that. So we're going to shift gears here and mm -hmm. take out some final thoughts here so as we shift gears what book or article are you currently reading so currently i started a new audiobook um i love reading books but scott and those others that are parents know i have a soon-to-be two-year-old and my wife's five months pregnant i can't sit down and read books i just can't <laughs> that's impossible um 
So what I've, I've gotten into is a lot of audiobooks. And the current audiobook I'm reading is called The Little Book of Stoicism, Timeless Wisdom to Gain Resilience, Confidence, and Calmness by Jonas Salzberg. And um, how'd you come across that book? So I, I downloaded this app called Scribed. It's like Audible, but it's better because it has books, ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, documents, sheet music, like I, I shared to you earlier uh, this summer. So I like it better than Audible. So, and I like practicing stoicism um, because I know, you know, I, sometimes I, I tend to get like frazzled easily and stoicism tends to try to calm me down and be more rational. So I'm always trying to read books about it and how to become a better stoic. So I, that's another one I found too. So oh, that's how, how I came across it. And say that again, the name. It's called The Little Book of Stoicism, Timeless Wisdom to Gain Resilience, Confidence, and Calmness by Jonas Salzberger. All right. Sounds good. I might add that to my reading list. Sure. So be an awesome one. Is, uh, with that being said, it might be out of the book you're reading or not, but what is your favorite go-to quote? So my favorite quote comes from the great Roman emperor, Marcus Aurelius, also one of the um, preeminent Stoic philosophers ever. He is the man when it comes, besides um, um, Zeno Siticum. Today, it, the quote goes, quote, today I shall be meeting with interference, ingratitude, insolence, disloyalty, ill will, and selfishness, all of them due to the offender's ignorance of what is good or evil. And I actually had that quote taped in my classroom to remind me. And, that, and I had that one when I was a SPED teacher, because then a lot of students would act out. And I'm like, okay, why are they doing this? Are they doing this to be mean to me? They don't like me. And then I just go, oh, you know what? These guys, they don't know what's up. They don't, they don't know better. Yeah. So don't take it personal. So it's a quote I would say, it sounds like you live by it. You, you, try, to, you try to implement it. Try to, yes. I mean, I, sometimes I, feel sh I fall short. I'm not perfect. We, you know, no one is, you know. Um, so I'm, it's always a work in progress. It's always a work in progress. Great. Appreciate that. And mm. then the last oh. thing I've got for you here is, is since we're doing distance learning and we're in this new age of education, uh -huh. what is your choice of technology that you use that helps you in the classroom with equity, distance learning, SEL? What is a piece of technology that you rely on? So at the end of last semester, I mean, I was still using Google Classroom, right? Um, we now use Schoology, so that's obviously the platform. I, I just recently went ahead and did all the Schoology, fixing all the settings and all that to make it actually work. But my go-to app is Screencastify. Screencastify. Um, yeah, because I like, I don't, I don't want to spend my class period talking, lecturing to the students. That's, I, I don't want to do that. So what I do is I record my, my um, presentations, which are usually about 15 minutes for my world history class. And with Screencastify, Make it available as a YouTube video. Put the link in, in uh, Schoology, and the kids can watch it. Nice. As simple as that. Yeah. So that's my go-to one. Did it take yeah. you a little bit of uh, what I want to say here? Practice getting used to being in front of a camera like that. You know what? Yes and no. Um, you know, you know us us both being musicians, we're like sort of used to being in front of people, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't say I was totally comfortable, but I wasn't totally uncomfortable. I think I would have felt better if I had a bass in front of me. <laughs> but yeah, it was, and it didn't take too long to figure it out. It was pretty easy. And especially I had the, the end of last school year when I was doing videos for the students, I was able to practice. So I got it down already. Cool. All right. Good, yeah. to, good to know. Well, no, I'm going to thank you for joining us um, for this podcast. 
And if somebody wants to reach out to you and get more information from you or, or pick your brain, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, email me nperez zero one at busd us or org. Either one works the same thing. And you can also find me on on my teacher Instagram, Mr. N Perez GWHS. Fantastic. No, I want to thank you for taking the time and doing that uh, interview with us and hope the rest of the year goes well for you. Likewise. And good luck to all of us. All right. Thanks. Noe. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. We'd like to thank our guest for their time and input. If you would like more information about equity and SEL, please visit our website at sites.google.com backslash vusd.us backslash equity and student services department backslash home. Equity and student services department is all one word. And thank you again for joining us. May the rest of your week have many wins. Stay safe, take care of yourself and take care of each other.